1: I thought the fourth estate was time.
2: That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Granny and Bischoff. No, not state. A state. You thought I was saying
1: we're the state of Georgia? The Raiders signed to Sean Bauer yesterday. He's a defensive end that's played with the Minnesota Vikings and you'll never guess the New England Patriots. What a shock. What a shock. He has two sacks in 20 career games. Depp. Um I'm guessing there this is yeah, a depth signing that maybe doesn't even make the uh week 1 roster, the initial uh roster for opening day. But I do just find it funny that they signed another guy who they who played for the Patriots while Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were there. We we need like a, a comprehensive list of oh. all of the former Patriots that are on this either well, roster or coaching staff or front office.
0: I was going to say not not just not just the team. How about the people in human resources? How about the people at the food services? How about the? That's... I mean, it, it could be you go to the food service person. Where'd you work for this? Well, as with the Patriots.
1: How far down does it go? How, far, How many yeah, people exactly. from New England? The guy did they throwing the balls in a
0: practice. Uh, why you have your sweatshirt <laughs> on? Well, usually in New England it's cold this time of year.
1: How did Deuce Gruden survive?
0: He does a good job, Deuce. Deuce keeps he his does? head down and takes care of business.
1: Man, the Deuce, Deuce, Deuce Gruden's strong the the New England overhaul and Deuce Gruden's still yeah, here. He's I'm he's very he's right. excited. There's very no, happy, Deuce there's Gruden. There's
0: no needed. New England version of the Deucer?
1: There, there's nobody can replicate Deuce Gruden. Come
0: on, no, man. that's true. There's
1: only one Deuce Gruden. There's only one Deuce. Even though he's na- he has the same name as his father, there's only one Deuce Gruden.
0: <laughs> to get minutes in this program and, you know, to make a nice college cheer for you. This is uh, <laughs> lunacy. Oh, God, God. <laughs> is there a wow. murder going on? <laughs> that was awesome.
1: Listen, Ruby is hungry this morning, and she's going to keep barking until she gets fed. Uh, The Lakers believe LeBron James will be playing in L.A. next season. Rob Palenka said every indication that we believe is that LeBron James sees L.A. as his long-term home. Uh, LeBron is 37. He's got one year left on his current deal with the Lakers. He can sign an extension this offseason with L.A. Yeah. Does LeBron James keep playing in Los Angeles? Like how long is he a Laker? All
0: right. well until Bronny gets picked by someone else. Until he gets drafted <laughs> by someone else. Then he's with Bronny. But <laughs> I think he stays. And I know he's a billionaire, but it's still, you know, incredible to say he has a two year extension in the hundred million dollar range. So I think he stays. He's probably his ha- his family's there. That's where he lives now. Um Bronny's there. He's playing in the in in the area. I think he stays exactly where he's at.
1: Are the Lakers any good next year? Oh, I don't know I if mean, they're any good. I just think he stays. It's 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 so fascinating because LeBron James almost won a scoring title this year. Like, yes, he's 37, and yes, he's not the best player on the planet anymore, but he's still really good. And if Anthony Davis is there, you've got an awesome top two. The problem is, how many games are those two gonna play next season? Because <laughs> Anthony Davis like does not play anymore. And LeBron James is 37. We saw it this year. Like hes I don't think you count on LeBron James playing 70 games next year. Do you get 60 out of him? So it's like in, on paper, the Lakers still seem like, yeah, you've got the main two guys, figure out a good roster around them that's not Russell Westbrook, and you should be a title contender. But at the same time, if if they combine to play 75 games next year, you're not doing anything. You're missing the playoffs again, most likely.
2: I will say that his production company currently has uh, three movies still in development, two that are supposed to premiere this year, and he's got uh, two TV shows that are still in development. So it makes sense that he—at least he—I mean, the Clippers. For his real job, he wants to stay in L.A.
0: Yeah, or the Clippers. For his real job, he wants to stay in L.A. The other thing is I don't agree with it all. I laughed at his quote yesterday— that has nothing to do with me when it comes to roster building. Okay. All right. They, yeah. are call- they are calling you on every decision about this roster and the roster. I love when like superstars say that, especially some of the level of LeBron James and how much power he has with the Lakers and, and you know his, the clutch company and everything like that. He will be yes or no on every decision.
2: Yeah. If they don't draft Bronny, that'll be an indictment yeah. of his, his management ability. <laughs>
1: Great question. More Lakers news. Oh, According gosh. to The Athletic, the Pacers could trade for Russell Westbrook. Why? Uh, the Indiana Pacers could emerge as a potential <laughs> suitor for Westbrook, rival executives believe. According to this story, the Lakers could get Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald from Indiana. I can't, I cannot, I looked, tried to find yesterday. I can't find anything that suggests Russell Westbrook is better than either Malcolm Brogdon I would, I mean, if or you, Buddy Hield. If
0: you get that offer, Palinka, he's not that stupid, right?
1: No, you have to you take You have the, to do yes. that offer. <laughs> My like, goodness. Both so Russell Westbrook a little bit more volume, but both players in Indiana had a better offensive rating, total shooting percentage, box score plus minus, like any advanced stat that tries to sort of show a player in whole Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald were better and significantly better than Russell Westbrook last season. And help Malcolm Brogdon led the Pacers in scoring last year. I cannot figure out why Indiana would trade for Russell Westbrook. Especially because like Indiana, if you remember the trade deadline, they traded for Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of like their, their future point guard, right? That's their guy they want to build around why on earth would you bring in russell westbrook to ruin that like what
0: this just just reports
1: Uh, rival executives believe is the way it was sourced in the athletic story i can i do not under the only thing that possibly makes sense and it sounds stupid even even as i think as i think it is indiana wants to sell tickets and people will come watch russell westbrook but that Sounds stupid as I say it, because I don't think people want to watch Russell Westbrook. It's before. weird that He's the rival executive was Polinka.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I'd like to move this Westbrook guy, and there's two guys in Indiana that could that could
1: fit our team pretty well. Listen, if they get Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald for Russell Westbrook... Oh, Palinka's the GM of the year. Right. It's, it's an unbelievable trade, and whoever signed off on it in Indiana should be fired immediately. Yeah like uh, because the the other the other detail here is that Russell Westbrook because he's got like a 40 something million dollar salary is the idea that the Lakers if they're going to trade Westbrook they're going to have to basically pay the other team to take him mm-hmm. with a draft pick but the Lakers have given up all their draft picks already they can't they don't have another first round pick until 2027 oh. so the idea that you're going to attach a draft pick 5 years in the future like the teams don't like to trade for that because it's 5 years into the future so I don't know what happens with Russell Westbrook. I can't imagine he brings back two no. like quality pieces. People that or... have
0: been better than him.
1: Right. I cannot imagine that without something else being involved. But the hard part is finding what else should be involved when the Lakers don't have any first-round picks for five years.
2: I mean, is there an element that the Pacers are also just like, ooh, we could sell some tickets?
1: I just said that like two minutes ago. Were you listening? No, I wasn't uh i don't know we'll see philly's third baseman alec bohm said yesterday i hate this bleeping place uh alec bohm made three errors in last night's game against the mets he after making a just routine throw over to first base uh got a sarcastic cheer from the crowd and the camera zoomed in on alec bohm caught him saying i hate this bleeping place in response to the sarcastic cheer After the game, Bohm got asked about it, and he said, I said it. Emotions got the best of me. Do I mean it? No. It's a frustrating night for me. These fans, they just want to win. They're great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Um,
0: Well, the good thing about all of this is, is Philly fans are going to forget about it and leave him alone (laughs) from now on. So, I mean, he's okay in Philadelphia after saying that, or under his breath, because now they'll just, they'll they'll totally go back and accept him.
1: (laughs) I... Love this so much that, A, we got a guy sucking so much that he's getting a sarcastic cheer from his own crowd. B, there are cameras that catch him saying, I hate this bleeping place. And then C, he gets asked about it post-game. That the media Which finds from Alan the Philly foam. media is not right. a
0: surprise. I'm most surprised. Is, I mean, those must be high-end, and I know they are high-end cameras to actually read the lips and see what he said.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was, and it was no doubt. It was no doubt that he said it zero doubt that that's what he said. I hate this bleeping place. He, and he was saying it. I, I think it was maybe Didi Gregorius. He, he was saying it to one of his teammates. Like he made the throw over to first got the out. They start sarcastically cheering and he's going back to his position and walks by one of his teammates. And he says it to his teammates. It's, it's phenomenal. It's one of the funniest things that we've seen. And we're, you know, barely a week into the season k told me a couple days ago. I, you got to get rid of this echo. I can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. This is uh, going to be one of my favorite quotes of the offseason. This is Packers CEO Mark Murphy on Jordan Love. I think the preseason is important for him. We think he can be a good player, but we haven't really seen enough. So I think this preseason will be good for him.
0: You just signed your guy again to $700 million contract. When are you supposed to see this guy? In preseason when nobody's playing? I mean, it's not his fault.
1: It's so great.
0: What are you talking about? You haven't seen him enough. The only time you do see him is in preseason, and usually he's going against twos
1: and threes. And not doing that well. And not doing that well against twos and threes. We haven't seen enough of him. Uh, who'd you just sign to a massive extent? Yes. Oh, Aaron Rodgers? Oh, okay. Um, is, okay. Will... Will Green Bay ever see Jordan Love? Like, is he ever going to play more than, hey, Aaron Rodgers has COVID toe games throughout a regular season?
0: I think he gets a shot after Rodgers leaves. I mean, it might be a short shot. It might be really... But is
1: it in Green Bay? Because here's the thing. Because of Rodgers' extension, the Packers are going to have to decide on whether they give Jordan Love, A, his fifth year deal or fifth year on his rookie contract, and B... Do they sign him to an extension before Rodgers is done? Like Rodgers is going to overlap his entire rookie contract and then some. I have I have to imagine there's no way the Packers bring him back.
0: Can You imagine we've signed him to an extension. We don't really know much about him because he only plays in the preseason. That'd be the greatest extension ever. That kid would be like, "Yeah, go ahead, keep paying me. I don't do anything."
1: I I actually I feel bad for Jordan Love. All right. Like he's he's has not had a real chance to actually play quarterback in the NFL. He's played in preseason games and like one game against the Kansas city chiefs. And that's all that Jordan love has gotten a chance. Like he might be awful guy might be terrible, but he had like, he also might be good. He might be worth getting a a second contract. That's worth 15, 20, $30 million, but we have no idea. And neither does Jordan love.
0: We do have an idea. We've seen him one time in our lives and he was great. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> twice, no, twice. He torched UNLV two times. But did
0: he then. torch him twice? Yeah. Two different
1: times. He, you, he destroyed UNLV. It was just so bad that you're remembering it I'm as only
0: one, remember, long yeah, I'm remembering the one long continuous ass I'm only remembering one long 45 to nothing yeah. at like halftime or something like that. And that guy had like <laughs> four touchdown passes. Yeah, like, the, that
1: guy looks pretty good. The one, the one game was on the Facebook broadcast. Um, That's the one I watched. And it was such a blowout that the Facebook broadcasters were talking about the students in the student section eating pizza for the second half of the game like that became the main talking point because UNLV was getting blown out by Jordan Love so maybe listen Josh Allen he, he didn't beat UNLV and he's really good so this Jordan Love kid might be a super he might be better than Josh Allen he's just nobody gets to see him play coming up next we'll jump into the Raiders because nobody is holding out just yet this is the press box with Grady and Bischoff a little bit later we're giving away tickets to go see Jimmy Buffett So make sure you stay tuned. Was somebody just surprised there?
0: Came in hot, baby.
1: Oh, I was was loud. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, You came in fumbly and hot. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Uh, So off-season workouts have started for the Raiders. They can't do any actual on-field work, but still workouts. Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro all showed up to off-season workouts yesterday. Are you surprised by that, that none of those three are starting a holdout in April?
0: I guess I was most interested in Derek Carr. That's the one I was most interested in. I don't know if I was surprised at the other two, even though I know they both want new contracts. But Derek Carr was the one I was surprised at. And by the picture we saw of Darren Carr retweeting, uh, my quarterback, <laughs> he said, uh, he was there before we woke up. Yes. that was, that was the, he, he was he might have been the first one there. So maybe trying to make a point, maybe trying to tell his teammates that he's uh, as we said down with the ship, down with the ship. Derek Carr, he loves the he loves the Raiders and he's going to be there for them. But uh, yeah, sad. had his I think it was an iPad. He was ready to go.
1: That's not a good phrase. Down with the ship sounds like you're sinking.
0: Well, I mean, I think <laughs> I think he, that may maybe
2: what Ed was implying.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't. I, I I was most interested in Derek Carr. Um, but you know, it's voluntary, you're right. And, uh, it's conditioning and kind of just meeting. So maybe he, for the, for the management said, okay, I'll, in good faith, I'll show up. Now let's get to the sweet spot as soon as possible.
1: Right. I, I think there is a level here that it's still April. There's still plenty of time in this off season. And I think maybe the more important part is the Raiders are going to have more cap space after June 1st because they have two post June 1st uh, cuts. Um, And once those come off the books, they'll have, I think it jumps up 20 million more dollars they can spend. So there's going to potentially be after June 1st, a little bit more wiggle room in terms of signing guys to extension, giving out some more money. So I think there's a level of, hey, it's April 12th. We can still be patient in terms of a new deal. I do wonder if we're having this conversation on August 12th, right? I, I wonder what the, what the situation is there because le- we'll ask you, oh, I... sh- should it, should any, should any of these three hold out? And I don't necessarily mean right now. I just mean at some point between now and the start of the season, should any of these three players hold out?
0: I think Carr should, I maybe think Wallace should now Renfro. They're just, re- they're, they're picking up the, uh, right. The, uh, the fifth year.
1: No, he or doesn't they, have one. He he, he was just, wasn't a first-round pick, so okay. he doesn't have a fifth year. So they'd have to sign his, him to an extension. Right. Yeah. He's got one year left. Carr has one year left. Waller has two years left on his deal.
0: I I would if I'm Derek Carr. I would
1: I w- too. I
0: would if I'm Derek Carr. If in fact, I mean, you're saying August?
1: Yeah. Just at any point, like yeah. If we get to if we're into late July, early August, we're talking. I, about I, then I camp. think he
0: has to make a point at that at that level because, like you said, if that much comes off the books and they still can't find the sweet spot and you have that much available, then they're telling you something. And then uh, then you ha- at some point, you have to make your own point. I think you made a small point yesterday by showing up. Again, not a huge one. Like you said, it's April. It's the first day of conditioning. But I think if you get to August, I think if you're Derek Carr and nothing's done, at some point, you have to try to make your own point and not come in.
1: He's no longer down with the ship in August?
0: No. The ship, <laughs> the, well... The ship might be down in August. He he might, he might not be with it.
1: So if you look at it from a leverage standpoint, I think Derek Carr absolutely should be the one that holds out because imagine the Raiders. And again, obviously, if they sign him to an extension, they're all good to go. But imagine the Raiders going into August when we're a month, a month and a half away from week one of the season. They traded away their first and second round picks. They got Devontae Adams. They went out and signed Chandler Jones. Like, imagine not having the quarterback, Derek Carr, right? Imagine it being Garrett Gilbert, right? Like, there is not a second option. Marcus Mariota, if Marcus Mariota was here, Carr would have less leverage because that's a legitimate quarterback that you could say, all right, Derek, sit out. We got Marcus Mariota. But if it's like Garrett Gilbert, that's, yeah, that might be the backup. Derek Carr has all the leverage to, to do what he wants because they have to have Derek Carr on this team or they're, they're not doing anything. So for me, Derek Carr is one that has to. Waller and Renfro, they have a lot of leverage if they do it together because if one of them holds out, you could look around and say, well, we got Devontae Adams and we got Darren Waller. So, OK, Hunter Renfro, like, it'd be nice to have you, but we'll be fine without you. But if both of them hold out and it's, well, you got Devontae Adams and Brian Edwards, Foster Moreau, all of a sudden, if they're both holding out, then both of them have leverage. So I think those two should be they should be working together, saying, listen, you give us both a contract and we're there. If not, both of us are holding out.
0: Are you telling me that Nick Mullins isn't isn't scary enough for Derek Carr to say, "Wait a second, this guy actually this guy actually played well against us in the past. Maybe I don't want to do this."
1: Is Nick Mullins better than Garrett Gilbert? I hope. It's, wait. I keep saying Garrett Gilbert. Is he the one that signed somewhere else? No, that was no. Um, uh, Trevor Simeon. Oh, that's right. Okay. They have Garrett Gilbert. They right have Garrett right? Gilbert. Hey, they locked the him up.
0: Is listed as three <laughs> by Nick Mullins. He's three behind <laughs> Nick Mullins.
1: Big offseason moves by the Raiders to go get Garrett Gilbert. Uh, yeah. I, there's just, there's no leverage. There's absolutely no leverage if you're the Raiders and you get into August. And Der- if Derek Carr decides to hold out, you, as an organization, what are you doing? Like, you're looking around doing what? Because this is not, if we compare it to the beginning of the John Gruden era, right? Khalil Mack was holding out. Khalil Mack wanted the new contract. John Gruden had just came in, and, and they didn't want to give him the contract. The difference is that John Gruden went into rebuild mode. Right. right? They, they were like, yeah, we're going to tear this down and build it back up. Now, they didn't really say it that way until they actually started doing it, but they went into rebuild mode. The Raiders traded for Devontae Adams, and they signed Chandler Jones. This, this team, every move they've made so far, is the exact opposite yes. of going into rebuild mode. So if... Again, August comes around. Car's the one with leverage. Carr's the one that is. They have to have that guy on the team, and so that's that's where the leverage is, and that's why I would think Derek Carr at least should. I guess there's a chance he doesn't, but at least should hold out because he would have all of the leverage.
0: The brothers would. The brothers would completely support him.
1: Oh, of course. I oh, don't that'd know. Be the best part of it is their the, oh the, tw-
0: the tweets from the brothers would be absolutely not my quarterback. You're not gonna mess with my quarterback. I was Darren yesterday. My quarterback shows up to work
1: early. Because the best part of their tweets is so many Raider fans would be yelling at Darren and David Carr, saying that Derek Carr is not a team player. Or oh, sure, the they'd, they'd, and all this. they'd
0: flip on him, man. Yeah, fans and- would flip on him in a second if he held out, and oh. they thought that Nick Mullins was going to be the quarterback of that <laughs> team. Are you kidding me? All these Derek Carr lovers, they'd flip kidding- on him, say he's selfish. You know, they've offered you a good contract. Numbers would probably float out there of what they're offering. Let's say it's 30. He wants 40. People say, hey, what's wrong with 30? It's a huge raise. I mean, you fans, we know this are fickle. And if he, if he holds out, forget about it. They will turn on him in a second.
1: Do you know how badly I want to see Derek Carr holding out Nick Mullins in a preseason game goes like 14 of 19 for 230 yards? And a and couple two- touchdowns? Yeah, and it's like, well... Raiders fans start convincing themselves they can do it without Derek Carr. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got this Nick Mullins guy. Yeah. We uh, the, Josh McDaniels can coach him up. Devontae Adams is going to make him look like a good quarterback. Like, that would be tremendous August content. So that's what I'm cheering for, a Derek Carr holdout and Nick Mullins lighting it up in a preseason game so people think that, uh-oh, this Nick Mullins guy might be actually good. So we'll see. Ho- who gets one? Who do you think the Raiders actually give a new contract to this offseason?
0: Well, Carr game? gets one. You think so? Oh yeah, eventually. Okay. Eventually I mean, he gets one.
1: We think we keep saying that, but <laughs> No, I think I think he gets, I think he gets one for saying sure. It.
0: I think he gets like, one for sure.
1: Like I I would say still if we're putting odds on it, like yeah, the yes is still the favorite, but like again, they've signed other players and it didn't stop them signing Max Crosby. So I I I hear you, but at some point it's got to actually happen and we can't just be looking around and saying it's gonna happen, don't worry. Like we got to actually do it at some point.
0: No, he'll keep showing up to he'll keep showing up to the volunteers. He won't. He won't. He. I, I, I. agree with you. I don't think we see him do anything until you get closer to training camp. I. The OTAs. You know they, they can't have any contact right now. It's you know there's there's no on field work he, he's starting yesterday. Then when they do go on field, it's just offense against offense walk throughs, and there's no contact. So you know I think he might go to all that stuff. But when it gets serious and real, if he doesn't have a contract. I think he stays out. I think he should stay out. We've said it all along. I mean, if I'm him, I stay out. It gets It's going to get to a point where you can't keep showing up because then they're not going to feel they need to move on it.
1: He has been good enough that he deserves more than the one-year, $19.8 yep. million deal yep. that he has this year, and he's a good enough quarterback that he should expect sure. to have a better uh, contract, a better extension uh, for him. Coming up next, Charles McDonald joins the show. The Press Box, Path to the Draft, here on
0: ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM, is brought to you by the iconic Sahara Las Vegas.
1: Joining us now is Charles McDonald. You can follow him on Twitter, at 4Verts, now over at Underdog Fantasy, and the creator of a, what was it, how many guests was it, 24 guests in the first episode of 24 podcast? guests. Oh Oh boy! For the first time right. say, yeah, which How- I will never, ever, ever, ever do again. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles with us now. Um, I want to start uh, somewhere. Uh, we've sort of been in a holding pattern for the entire offseason. season. Uh, does anybody want Baker Mayfield? Does he just end up either no, getting released or no, just kind of still no. with the Browns?
3: Um, I I think <laughs> I, I I just think this this is so funny. Ooh, almost uh, sorry. I'm gonna edge today. There's a. Uh, it's a mass shooting, like, two blocks from my apartment. Yeah. I almost Yo, you, yeah. you live close to that? Are you? <laughs> I, it's literally the subway stop I go to about every day. So, oh,
0: no.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. every, so you it, okay?
3: Crazy. It sounds like, yeah, I'm, I'm straight. Uh, look, I, I ride on football. I don't leave my house that often. Uh, but, I yeah, it sounds like, like if you ever gotten, like, four or five stars on Grand Theft Auto, that's kind of what it sounds like when I open the door outside. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it's wild out here. But what was the question? I totally forgot.
1: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Baker it's a, it's yeah. okay to forget no, when to. you
0: have the mass shooting a block away at your subway stop. Believe me, you can forget anything today.
3: <laughs> uh, okay, going back to Baker, though. I, I There was a, a report. I think it was Aaron Wilson uh, a couple months ago. Uh, before this, the Sean Watson trade had gone through. <laughs> where they were talking about Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers, and the report was quote, mutual disinterest. Uh, and I, I I will never forget that, because I can't imagine of a time where, you know, there has been mutual disinterest in a report, like, around this time of year. Uh, because especially with the quarterbacks, like, you're talking about a former number one overall pick, nobody wants him. Like, that is crazy. And I think, you know, the Browns they kind of messed up here, too, a little bit, because I, obviously, you know, for them, and you can talk about the merits of I and mean, where they should have done it, obviously for them getting to Sean Watson was like, a huge point of their offseason plan, but you've kind of put yourself in a spot where you you have no more leverage with Baker Mayfield because, one, he hasn't played well enough to get, like, a huge trade package, and, two, you know, he's pretty expensive, you know, for, for the last year of deal. I think it's going to come in uh, at about $20 million per year, so... When you're looking at that, and other teams around the league know you have to offload these guys, Why should they make you an offer that, like, you are you know tempted to negotiate with? You know, and they, at this point, if, if a team is interested in Baker Mayfield, I think you can look at it as one: we don't have to have this guy because he's not that good, uh, and two, we can just kind of wait the Browns out because eventually they're going to have to make a move with this. But you know, I think when you look at when you look around the league, most of these quarterback slots are like. Uh, I, I don't think the Panthers are going to do it, obviously because of the, the mutual disinterest line. The Falcons have Marcus Mariota, Mariota in place, uh, Indianapolis will Matt that. Ryan Houston seems set with Davis Mills for a couple years. Seattle even seems like, you know, if we're not going to get a good trade tag, it's just fine rolling with, with Drew Locke. Uh, and I, I think for Baker, like, this has to be very sobering for him, where <laughs> he is not – like, this is probably one of the first times where he realizes, oh, Nobody else sees me the way that I see me, uh, and we know that Baker's a very proud, rambunctious guy. But the fact of the matter is, it's, it's just not an appealing trade for just about any team
0: out there. De- Deshaun Watson. Then let's go to him in terms of potential discipline. Have you have you gotten your own mind what they might do with him in terms of the league?
3: Um, I I mean I I've definitely asked around. No one seems to really have a clear answer. But to me, like it seems to be, you know, there's. There's two schools of uh, um, thought on what's going to happen here. One, uh, Fidel says, "Hey, if we're going to stay consistent with the theme of conduct detrimental to the league, which I don't think you can argue that this is, even if even if is, this isn't, uh, even if you're someone who thinks somehow someone who thinks that Deshaun Watson is totally innocent in this, if we're just sticking with conduct detrimental to the league." It's very bad for one of the best young players in the NFL to be going through something like this and guys have been suspended for a lot less. So I think there's a school of thought where you could say the Dell's gonna come and bring down the hammer, but then, you know, there's also the pretty sinister side where the NFL could say, We just want to get back to Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, the football star. And the fastest way we can do that is by slapping on a short suspension, just kind of moving all of this. Um, oh. and you know, this is where you get this is where you get back into the waters where like Should the NFL even be doing some of this stuff with the suspension? Because clearly they don't have a good idea on how to get a grasp on this. But, you know, I I think Deshaun's camp is definitely expecting a suspension because of the way that they negotiated the contract, where basically he's not going to lose any money uh, comparatively to the rest of his deal uh, if he gets suspended this year. Um, So, yeah, I I would expect him to get suspended, but I I don't really think there's going to be, like, an in-between, like, you know, six-gamer, four-gamer, I think it's going to be short or it's going to be a lengthy one. But I think you also have to remember with this, last year was not a suspension, not a suspension.
0: Right, uh, right.
3: Wasn't even on the exempt list. He was getting he – got, he got paid his salary. He was inactive every week. That does not count as a suspension in the league eyes. So, you know, I think when people are looking at this and he does get suspended um, for however many games it is this fall, you have to remember that last year did not count suspension because he was actually never officially suspended, by the
1: what are the chances that Baker Mayfield doesn't go anywhere and he starts the first game of the season when Deshaun Watson is suspended?
3: Ooh, I, I honestly, okay. The the, the most surprising part of that scenario to me would be that, is this something Baker is willing to do? Because I think that um, just the, the circumstances of frankly, where they're at with the trade talks might force their hand on him being on the week one roster, but you know, he has made it very clear. Uh, he made it clear to Adam Shafter that he wants out. He doesn't plan on showing back up. But for him, in the contract, in his play, and like I said with the trade fault, he might not have an option but to be, you know, the guy week one and string together a few games while, while Deshaun Watson is out and then hopefully get traded before the trade deadline. Uh, like I said, it, this is kind of, for a lot of reasons, this is unprecedented territory for, a number one overall pick. And, you know, we're talking about a guy who just a couple years ago was looked at one of the top up and coming quarterbacks in the league. And basically when the Texans made that trade, the Texans who are not close to anywhere to rebuilding, didn't even want to take a flyer on him. <laughs> uh, and they said, we're, we're good with Davis Mills. I think that says a lot about where the rest of the league views used to, because that almost never happens where you see, you know, a blockbuster trade like that. And the guys who's getting replaced is just stuck there. Uh, it, it, it's really
0: strange. He showed up for the first day of condition yesterday. It looked like he might have been the first one. Uh, they're still looking for the sweet spot, whatever that means. Hey,
3: Baker, Baker
0: did? No, Baker did. I, I'm I'm going to another player now, but it was it was here uh, in Vegas, and he showed up the first day. When would you consider holding out if you're Derek Carr?
3: Um, now.
0: Oh, really? Me. Okay. All
3: right. <laughs> if- <laughs> okay, but look, I'm I'm a little bit different. I, I'm wearing a little bit different. Like, as soon as I see Joshua Daniels come in and you know he's saying that we want to work together, all right, buddy, put your money where your mouth is, back up that brick truck, baby. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, if I were Derek Carr, you know, I think it's it, it's tough because obviously you want to get the security for the long term, and quite honestly, I think we've got to a point where where Derek Carr is like kind of underrated when you talk about. Um, quarterbacks across the league it, it's kind of <laughs> kind of sucks for him that he plays in the AFC West because I don't think that there's any shame in being QB4 in the AFC West right now uh because I still think he's in like in the top half of guys league wide or maybe even top 12 depending on the type of season he's having or higher um but you know he's not he doesn't seem to be wired like that a guy who's just going to sit out and miss a whole bunch of time and quite honestly he has a lot of leverage because of what the other teams in the division have done uh, this offseason, particularly the Broncos. Now, if you're the Raiders and you're looking across the division and you're saying, all right, well, we got Derek Carr, or we got not excuse me, we have Derek Carr, but the other teams have Justin Herbert, Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Is starting over really something that we want to do? Like, is this a situation that's going to get easier for us anytime within, you know, the next decade? No, probably not. So I I think that you should probably just try to build around him. Obviously, they started by trading for Devontae Adams and, you know, giving him that contract extension. So I don't think that Derek was going anywhere because, you know, why would Devontae have agreed to that if he knew that Derek was about to be out the door? Uh, so, you know, if I'm Derek, you have a lot of leverage right now. If you want to start holding out now and try to get that money that you you, you think you can, go for it. But also, I, I, I think for Derek Carr and what we know about him, I'll be a little surprised if he did that now.
1: Which AFC West team is the disappointment and finishes last and misses the playoffs?
3: Um, I, 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 you guys have a lot of Broncos fans with me Cause I could, uh, <laughs> I, I, I could honestly see the season being a little bit disappointed. I, I'm just honestly, dude, I'm, I don't get the Nate Hackett thing. I'm, I'm not sure what he's done to get that job. Like, it, it's not like he was calling the plays in Green Bay, and when he called plays in Jacksonville, they were just like fine. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, having Russell Wilson they better, having Blake Bortles and, and and that obviously, but uh, packet. I don't know. I- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying it yet. I-, I. I think Josh McDaniels is a good coach. I don't expect uh, this this go around to be as chaotic as last go around. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I-, I-, I think that the Broncos could be a surprise. Like, oops, we kind of messed up here the but- offseason.
1: All right. Well, uh, we'll find the Broncos fans and make sure that they're upset because I, I think that's going to be the fun answer throughout the off season. He is Charles McDonald now, again. It's at, <laughs> no. it's at four verts on Twitter. Charles, as always, we appreciate it. Be
0: safe, Charles.
1: Right. I will. Later, guys. So there is Charles McDonald and my favorite sound and radio. Phenomenal. Uh, Here we go. We got Jimmy Buffett tickets. If you want to go see Jimmy Buffett, they added a second show. For Jimmy Buffett and we've got tickets to it on October 15th these tickets don't go on sale until Friday but we've got a pair for you right now 702-364-1100 is the phone number Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band at MGM Grand Garden Arena on October 15th 702-364-1100 702-364-1100 we'll take caller number 15 at 702-364-1100 You're sitting
0: in- with Grainy and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter
1: at Ed and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Congratulations to Steven. He won tickets to go see Jimmy Buffett. Jared, do we have more to give away this week? Yes, we do.
2: Basically, all this week we have Jimmy Buffett. And then if you're listening Friday, we will be giving away that Porta Subs. That uh, I mean, it sucks I can't win that. Because a six-foot sub sounds like awesome. That's you like just a won. month's worth of, worth say, of you meals.
1: Just, you just watch free food for a very long time. So, again, congratulations <laughs> to Steven. He's going to see Jimmy Buffett. We'll have more Jimmy Buffett tickets throughout the week. Ed, did, didn't the Padres win last night?
0: 4-2. to two.
1: That was the highlight. Yeah,
0: that yeah. was the highlight, 4-2. to yeah. two. They're there up a game go. and a half.
1: They've uh, got a pretty big lead on the Dodgers right yeah, now. Yeah, game and a half. They seem to hit really well. Uh, what 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 seems to be the Dodgers' bro? <laughs>
0: should I be like uh should I be like um David and just say it's not Easter yet?
1: It's not Easter yet, so you're not going to be upset. What who do the Dodgers play now?
0: At the Twins for 3.
1: Oh, Carlos Correa. He's going to he's going to send you to another 3. No, I'm sure he will cuz we're starting Haney.
0: He's good. <laughs> <laughs> Haney against Archer. Okay,
1: could we could we avoid making like <laughs> noises directly
2: into the
0: mic? <laughs> I don't know. The Dodgers are favored. They're laying almost a dollar fifty. How how's that happening?
1: Oh, they're they're well, they're on you the
0: know. It, I don't like the we don't like the schedule. Obviously, they are biased against the Dodgers because they're supposed to win the Series, so they go six straight on the road before they go home to play Cincinnati. So you know, we'll see <laughs> see what happens. But yeah, the Padres the Padres are good. Minute, no one minute, ever said they're not minute. good.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> You think that the schedule makers are biased against the Dodgers because they have to open the season with back-to-back road series, even though the first two series of the season got wiped out because of the lockout. So the the schedule makers knew that and decided, you know what, we're going to make the Dodgers play those third and fourth series on the road and really screw them over.
0: You said it. Yes. (laughs) You said it.
1: I did not say it.
0: (laughs) I will see. Like I said, I don't know how good the Twins are. They're three and two, though they won two. They went I I believe they're three and two. They won more games. Am I right about that? No, no. Well, they're two and two. Well, they've won another game than the Dodgers. We'll see. No, no one ever. I'll say this on the show: Padres are four and one. No one has ever said the Padres are not good. They just have this inferiority complex when it comes to the Dodgers. <laughs> they're really good. I think they're really good. They won again last night in in windstorms up in up in uh, up in San Francisco.
1: They have this inferiority complex. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: there's no question they have that. I'm already seeing tweets on the uh, Twitter on Padre fans about how they're ahead of the Dodgers. They're fi- It's it's three, four games in. But it's, hey, if are, you now. already
2: you already decided it
1: wasn't
0: their season <laughs> <through> four four <laughs> games in. It's not Easter yet,
1: Jared. I'll wait till Sunday to have some kind of final determination. Are you actually going to wait till Sunday though? Yeah. Well, I've like already tonight- made the
0: determination. I told you yesterday, you didn't want to bet me. I've already made the determination. They can't get to the World Series with their pitching.
1: Right, right, right. but tonight, you know, the, oh. the Twins, the Twins put up, you know, four runs in the second inning. You're throwing the remote, right?
0: Yes. Tonight okay. I will be. I don't know why I didn't over the weekend. <laughs> Ladies just, and gentlemen, was, join us for the ceremonial was, first <laughs> yeah, throw of the it remote. It would be the first throw of the remote this year. Um uh, so it will be the first row of the remote this year if they if they go down against the Twins. No question. Okay.
1: okay. Uh, by the way, um, I'm going to the Astros game today in Phoenix. Really? Yes. Are you? Tomorrow, tomorrow's show is going to be from a hotel room. Hope you paid for oh, the you, Wi-Fi. You're not there yet, right? No, no. I'm going to leave after today's show, drive down, watch the Astros play tonight, and then do the show from a hotel room, and then uh, watch the day game tomorrow and drive back.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. How so much do you guys how much more do you, do you guys
1: get paid than I do? <laughs> Jared, they're diamondbacks games. They're not uh, that all right, expensive. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but hey, is... the
2: price of gas.
0: Hope the wireless is good in the hotel.
1: Yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be I a fun kinda show. hope it
0: isn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we get a more traditional, like, oh, hey, I'm yeah, back in the middle that. of the pandemic when Jared would suddenly be by himself in an <laughs> empty studio.
1: Yeah. That's the best radio we've ever done, isn't it? No. When Jared panic has to fill, like, five minutes while Ed and I try to figure out clean feed, that was... I, I'm on mute times. half the time. Those are good times.
2: Well, that I, was I, uh... that was the other
1: issue, is it wasn't
2: that you guys had to figure out clean feed. You just needed to press one button.
1: <laughs> Listen, it's that's right. irrelevant. By the way, I think so. For anybody that doesn't know, Clean Feed is the program we use when one of us is not in the studio to do the show. It's what I'm using right now. Jared, why do I feel like we had so many more issues back in 2020? Like the only issue we have now is me not unmuting myself. But like, I feel like back in 2020, Clean Feed sucked.
2: Okay, so I can. T- there's two versions of this story, and I can tell you the one. I'll try to like make it on the air friendly. When we figured out that we were going to use CleanFeed, engineering, myself, and another person all were supposed to meet together to like work out, all right, what are logistically, what do we need in order to make CleanFeed work? Well, this other person went, hey, sent out a mass email, hey, starting tomorrow, we're going to be doing CleanFeed. So me and engineering both looked at each other and went, uh, okay, guess we're doing this live. Okay. So,
1: Experience is the answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I know how to fix it now because instead of just deciding to do it, we've actually figured it out. Okay.
1: 30 seconds. All right. Well, Clean Feed's going to allow me to go to two Astros games in the next two days. So I. So like you
0: kind of if feed. they're if they're within driving distance, you you pretty much hit them up.
1: Uh, tried to didn't go. I could have gone to Anaheim over the weekend, but you know I went and saw that Korean boy band instead. Oh, that's right.
0: So wait, oh no, you'll be back. Then wait, you'll be back way in time for the next Korean boy band concert.
1: Oh, absolutely, of course. Why wouldn't you be? Couldn't miss that. Five thirty a.m. Line up. Yeah, we'll be there at five thirty. Got to get in for sound check. It's important.